This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining me in what was could have been a real embarrassing moment. I've taken improv. <laughs> I know how to yes and like you just yes and in me so hard my head is spinning. <laughs> Can you feel the agreement going up your spine? Yes, into my head and neck. That's right. You heightened, you agreed and heightened. <laughs> That's right. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I've taken Good improv job. one, twice. Hold on, wait a second. Ring, ring. The ground links. Yes, she's here. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I can patch you through. I'll take it. There, there, there again. <laughs> you got a groundling scholarship right on the mini sewed. <laughs> this is powerful stuff. Uh, right to the top of the groundlings, which is a actually a one story building. So it's street <laughs> on you, the roof. Right, right to street level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And this is what you can expect from this mini sewed today. And from our new live improv show, <laughs> I'm agreeing, but it sounds like I'm fighting. Oh, man, I have some stories from level one <laughs> actress boot camp. Let me tell you right now, my agent I mean, made me do this and I'm going to be the best in the class to impress the teacher. And how did it work out? I quit after like, OK, so one and a half Twice level ones, I guess. <laughs> but guess Wait, who made friends like with the teacher? Level? Guess who made friends with the teacher? Georgia Hartstock? That's right, because she's a kiss ass. Um, but sorry, you're saying you took a whole round of classes or one and a half classes? A round of classes. Oh, that's not quitting. That's overindulging. <laughs> you overdid it. <laughs> you're wrong on the okay, other so side. Now you just no-anded me <laughs> and insulted my correctly insulted what I am <laughs> capable of, which is true. Which is which is clearing level one of an improv. Of anything. You've done it. Sorry for the insult. Barely graduated high school, but I fucking graduated. So that's all that counts. Right. Do you want to go first on this? What's supposed to be a podcast? Let's do it. Um, Ready yeah. for some blue liquid? Uh, the subject line of this is my mom meets a fruit stealing axe murderer. Cool. Hey, MFM gang. In the early 90s, there was some crazy shit going down on Seattle's Queen Anne Hill. It's a pretty residential neighborhood with quaint houses where you walk to bakeries and the Metropolitan Market. But in 1990, there was also a dude breaking into people's houses and just eating their fruit and leaving. <laughs> Three days later, a resident comes home to find the axe 
he stored in his carport lying in the middle of his living room floor. And then things got weird. In March, someone broke into a basement with a pickaxe, but bailed when the owner of the house turned on the lights. Presumably, there was no fruit to be found. Four days later, this sweet old lady named Geneva McDonald was found brutally murdered in her house. She'd been repeatedly struck with an axe and stabbed with her sewing scissors. And then her throat had been slit with a knife. Oh, my God. God, who on the the investigation kicks off. And during the police lockdown, the fruit eating axe man of Queen Anne strikes again right under the cop's nose. A guy down the street from Geneva's house wakes up to see a guy holding a kitchen knife at the foot of his bed. (gasps) The investigation plays out, but there's no suspect. People are freaking out, including my dad, but my mom is cool as a cucumber. Her guard is up. Sure. But she figures the police have it under control. Mm. Uh, and their fruit bowl is safe. During the following months, the crazy fruit break-ins continue, and my very reasonable mom is on edge. Then in September, someone breaks into a house, eats all the fruit, and scrawls the killer's back on the wall before leaving. How have we never heard of this? I've never heard of this. We're going to have definitely have to, <laughs> to check it out. Yeah. Um, about a week later, my mom was walking down the street in the general vicinity of the house from that break-in, and she sees a guy calmly walking down the street with an axe. He makes super confrontational eye contact with her as he's approaching, and right as he's passing her, he smiles so serenely without blinking. Of course, my mom doesn't have a cell phone because it's uh, 19-fucking-90, mm. so she speed walks to the grocery and calls my dad yelling, I walked past the axe murderer. Oh, my God. He tells her to call it in. So she calls the tip line and they calmly and carefully inform her that they already have someone in custody and the police are wrapping up the investigation. What? Yeah. So like it's not him, basically. It's some asshole trying to freak people out. You have probably I'm going to scream. Okay. So my mom feels pretty ridiculous and my dad thinks she overacted. (sighs) But as my mom maintains, quote, why in the world would you be walking down the street with an axe? (laughs) Maybe he just wanted some fruit. No. And and there's no. <laughs> That's it? I feel yeah. like at this point, we need to take the rest of the episode to talk about this one. I mean. And the rest of our lives. That's, I well, can't, there's so many things. Yeah. An axe murderer in Seattle. I feel like I want to think I would have heard of that before, but yeah. I never have. It's amazing. It was in the 90s. I, yeah. I would like to go ahead and I'm sorry, I'm not. Your dad's probably a fine person, but that was not an overreaction in any fucking sense of the word. No, not at all. That's the if there's a that's the chillest. Yeah. Yeah. If there's an axe murder on the loose in your neighborhood, everybody gets to do whatever they want. They get to call call home. They get to run at the grocery store screaming. Yeah. They get to. It's all valid. If if they got a weird feeling about a random person. But this person had the murder weapon in the neighborhood with a creepy look in his face. He should have been arrested simply for being a fucking dick. Well, right, because that's a it's basically like that was from 1990. That was a troll. That's <gasps> that was a real life troll. Oh, my God. He's trolling the neighborhood. Yeah, he is. All right. Li- quite literally. I mean, if you don't cover this one so we can get all the details, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know what else I can tell you. Because I'm not I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but clearly I am. <laughs> but fucking do that story. <laughs> You're writing a note, so I feel good about this. So I'm going to yep. call Hannah and just be like, hey, I know she didn't say she wants to do. Okay. This is called Bras in the Woodchipper. Oh. 
This is a little long, but it's worth it. I promise. Hey, y'all. Intros are overrated. Let's get into it. My husband is a lineman. The high wire, electricity one, not a football player. Yeah. Did you know about that? I didn't know that was a thing. Well, firefighter. Yes. You know the um, Wichita Lineman, that song. That's what that song's about. I had no idea. The reason I know about it is because my Aunt Joe, yeah, uh, Joe Brown, was the first female lineman (gasps) in San Francisco for the Pac Bell Company. (gasps) Stephen, you're Uh making a face of you know what it was, too. Am I the the odd man out here? No, I didn't have no idea what a lineman was. You're just that's because Steven doesn't have a mustache anymore and it's easy to project any emotion onto his face. I'm a blank there, everything canvas. seems valid. I see some yeah. five o'clock shadows, so he's working on it, which we all appreciate. Okay. Da, 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 da. And he is usually among the emergency responders to a scene at a scene of an accident or house fire or sometimes robberies. He usually works 36 hour shifts during big storms, intense cold or wildfires. He loves his dangerous job more than anyone I've ever met. And I love how much of himself he pours into ensuring the lights are on. Right. I could go on forever about how much I admire him. But gag, I know you want the tea. (laughs) All caps on this. Okay. This week he was responding to a traffic accident call. A bucket truck with an attached wood chipper had swerved to avoid missing a deer and on the slick country roads had lost control and rolled into a ditch, knocking the utility pole onto the cab of the truck, spilling their load of wood chips into the road, opening most of the workmen's cabinets onto the truck and scattering the contents throughout. The two men in the truck managed to climb out of the window of the truck that was now stuck on its side. My husband showed up and the men were covered in blood and shaken, but otherwise okay. As they waited for an ambulance to come, the men told my husband what had happened and showed him how they got out. These dudes had missed being electrocuted by a mere few inches. Uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Once the men were being looked at by at EMS. Oh, this is another husband shaming wife story. I just realized. Mm. And taken to the hospital, my husband and his crew got to work. When they were able to safely get a closer look, they noticed bras and panties were strewn throughout the wreckage. In my husband's own words, an alarming amount of undergarments. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. The tow truck showed up and my husband and his crew helped to roll the truck back over and get it loaded up so it was out of the way of the pole they needed to remove and replace. It was at this point they noticed that not only had the bra and panties come out of the workmen's nooks in the truck, but they were shreds of fabric and more, quote, undergarments in with the spilled wood chips. Mm-mm. So a few hours later, my husband comes home from lunch and is telling me the story. I immediately asked 200 questions he had no answers for. Did the police show up? Did they ask about the underwear? Did they take it into evidence? Did you see blood on or in the wood chipper or its chips? Hello. These are basics of amateur detective work. (laughs) Have my countless hours of forced true crime documentaries and endless podcasts taught you nothing? For real. Uh, Drag alongs. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you are. He said the police, sheriff's department and state trooper were all in the scene at one point throughout the ordeal and they all just laughed it off. (sighs) Me, however, I cannot let this go. I have not stopped thinking about it and looking up any relevant information I can find or crimes I may have been able to connect to these tree trimmers and their doubtfully harmless affinity for women's underwear. Anyway, please tell me I'm not insane for thinking all of this is Red Flag City. As an aside, thank you for spreading awareness about mental health and its many struggles. Y'all are a huge reason I just started to start a blog. 
openly sharing my struggles with postpartum depression and psychosis, which does not get fucking talked about. I think it's rad. And through doing so, have connected so many other mothers who thought they were the only ones who had a baby and went crazy. There is so much power in knowing you are not alone. And her um, Instagram is at postpartum psycho. Wow. <laughs> Wear it on your sleeve. I love it. Stay sexy and thank linemen for working those poles and keeping you turned on. Tiffany. I get it. Cute. 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 Good one, right? Uh, Tiffany, you're a thousand percent right about this is like it reminds me of, you know, 70s and 80s when people are like, oh, the old peeping Tom in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And it's just a funny, dumb thing that it's like, you mean step one of being a serial killer? Yeah. Like there's the, uh, <laughs> someone should be asked some questions about what the where those clothes came from yeah. and who put them there and why they're there. And uh-huh. what else All of these. Maybe they were doing last weekend yeah, or whatever. There, I feel like there have been, you know, one woman on the team who was like, that's not what happens at the end of our cycle of underwear. And we don't just casually. That's not how you get rid of. I have. There's so many. So play this for your husband, please. Shame on you, sir. <laughs> However, easy, easy. <laughs> thank you for your work. We appreciate. <laughs> OK, take two. Uh, leave that and take it out. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, because there it could be that the driver of that truck bought brand new women's underwear and just had like a chipper issue, whatever. But (laughs) let's not just assume it's a funny joke. No, underwear stealing could be a bad thing. Okay, cue 10 emails from wood chipper owner saying the thing that greases wood chippers best. You didn't know this and that's okay, but I wish you would read this on the podcast is undergarments. That's the only way to get it cleaned out. Dear wood chipper owner, <laughs> you're full of shit. We see you. What you don't know is that <laughs> is that we got Siri to reverse record you. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. The subject line of this one is: We saw La Llorona, kind of. Howdy, beautiful people and pets. Aww. I'll save the pleasantries for later. Let's get into it. Uh, growing up, my mother tried to shelter my sisters and I from anything horror or true crime related. So horror. Why wouldn't they all have done smart? OK, obviously it didn't work because here we are now. <laughs> Anyways, unlike us, my cousins were exposed to all of that stuff at a very early age, and they knew every Mexican folklore like the back of their hand by the age of five. So one night, my family and I were driving back to drop off my cousins from spending the day with us. My older cousin, we'll call him Taylor, decided this would be a great time to tell my younger sister and I about La Llorona. For the audience who isn't familiar, La Llorona, or the Weeping Woman, is a Mexican folklore about a woman who drowned her children for a man. But when he said he no longer wanted to be with her, she was so overcome with grief that she drowned herself. And she now haunts the waters, crying and looking for children to take. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. My mom quickly turned around and told him to stop lying to us, <laughs> lying and lying in quotes, because she didn't want us to get scared. His response was to insist she was real oh and God. that she steals little kids like me and my sister. Oh, cousins, man. Right. The power of cousins. Uh-huh. Right. When that happened, my dad stopped the car and screamed. And there she is <laughs> pointing to a woman crawling on the side of the road, no. soaking wet no. with her hair covering her face. No. However, this wasn't La Llorona. 
just a drunk woman leaving the bar, trying to walk home in the rain. Oh, no. <laughs> my sister and I were completely lost, but my cousin was scared out of his yeah, mind. Yeah, I, I can bet. My mom said she remembered little tween hands pawing at her face from the back seat, yelling, <laughs> Aunt Judy, Aunt Judy. <laughs> my dad ended up driving off with my mom laughing. Oh. My cousin traumatized, my sister and I confused as to what the hell just happened. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, so much for always accompanying me on my commute to and from work. I even got my mom listening and she loves it. Yeah. She actually wanted to send in this story, but she's not too savvy with computers. Oh. And then in parentheses, love you, mom. Stay sexy and don't walk home drunk. You might scare the shit out of some kid. LJ. I do feel in my heart nowadays we would have picked that woman up and <laughs> that kid would have been yeah. doubly traumatized. <laughs> La Lorena gets into the car. Oh, my God. And is like, shit. Oh, my God. Little children. <laughs> I, have a child, I have a child secret. Oh, you're no, tiny. No, those are the worst finger. kind. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that, except for not picking the woman up, is... Amazing. It's horrifying. I think you and I have talked about, but that's my that's my favorite reference of standing on the side of the road in a wet nightgown <gasps> in, at night. Like, the, what's the scariest thing that you can, oh. like on the back roads as you're yeah. driving by yourself? Yeah. Like, and then the lights come up and there's just a lady standing there in a wet nightgown. That's by itself. Nothing else to ha else has to happen. No. And that's horrifying. I, I I have no words. That's your. Right. Unless she's at the end of your bed when you wake up, then that's, <laughs> she's holding a so, snake. Do you have any laundry you want me to do? I'm, gonna throw this <laughs> I'm so cold. I'm okay. freezing. All right. This one's called I Don't Recognize That Man Story. Mm. Hello, my favorite murder gals. Your podcast is a beacon of joy and an otherwise droll work day. And I appreciate every single tantalizing episode. Here is a hometown, quote, things that could have gone so much worse story <laughs> about my sister that creeps me to this day. This is terrifying, actually. Uh, OK, well, but there's no wet woman in it. So don't worry. <laughs> it's terrifying in a dry way. <laughs> it just wicks the water right away. My family, <laughs> my family home is in the woods up a winding hill. Most people wouldn't be crazy enough to walk up. We have forest to one side and a wide canyon to the front of the house, so it's isolated. And then she wrote, I never even knew what that curtains were a thing until I moved away for college. <laughs> I love that is such a specific vis visual that I it makes me understand everything, which I love. Storytellers. What? Just not having you're you're so far out that you don't have curtains. You don't even know what curtains, you know, essentially yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love mm -hmm. that. You should be a writer person. Throughout our childhood, we had minor break-ins at our place and our neighbors with people stealing change and jewelry, but nothing major. One day, my sister was staying home sick. She'd parked her car up the hill so my parents could use the carport when they got home. She was being lazy on the couch when she heard a knock at the door. Mm. Normally, our dog would go crazy at the sound of a human, but she'd sadly passed away the month before. Still in her pajamas and feeling antisocial, my sister looked out the peephole instead of opening the front door. A man she didn't recognize was there. Nothing about that was unusual as our dad works in construction, so his employees will occasionally drop off tools or documents. However, this dude immediately gave her a weird gut feeling. He didn't look like the normal guys my dad works with. After the knocking, she could see his shadow through the Coke bottle windows. Gorgeous. Pacing your face is shocked, right? It's like so excited. Sorry. Oh, is it? It's like <laughs> I've never seen you with such wide eyes before, I guess. <laughs> 
um, pacing around the front deck and heard the door handle jiggle from the outside. Uh -huh. At this point, she freaks out, grabs the phone and runs to the bedroom to call 911. The operator tells her to stay quiet and on the line and that they will come right away. This sounds like creepypasta, but I think because it's her sister, it's OK. It's not like my friend's sister. Right. Well, also just uh, it, as a person who listens to the podcast, let's not meet. And many of those, yeah. these things happen so often totally. of like kids and people at home and dudes trying to get into the house. Ugh. It's it's very disturbing how often this uh, happens to people. It's awful. Luckily, the police station is a few minutes down the road and our town is sleepy, so they got there fast. As it turned out, there was not one guy casing the house, but two. The first guy was at the front door while the second was working the back door, which my sister couldn't hear. The police caught the first guy immediately, but had to chase second through the woods. And I honestly can't remember if they caught him. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a small detail. Uh, uh -huh. Oh, hey, mom. Yeah, oh, follow up. Um, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> we suspect the burglars thought the house was empty because the carport was. When they arrested the guy at the front door, they found a 12-inch knife tucked into his waistband. So it's hard to say what their actual motive was. Mm -hmm. My sister is the napping queen. Hashtag nap influencer. Hey. And I shudder to think what would have happened if she'd been asleep and they got inside and found her or if she'd been extroverted enough to open the door. Yeah. After all this, she was asked to testify in court, but thankfully didn't have to since the guy pled guilty. My parents still live in the same house. We got a big white shepherd soon after this happened and have That's not funny. had a break in since. Yoo-hoo! No name. It's some clearly a famous author because she's a great writer. <laughs> they are a great writer. That was Jane. Joan Didion wrote that in. <laughs> Amazing story. Her name John. is J J D or her J D or her initial D I O N. Um, okay, I so we have like two parking spaces. When both the cars are gone, it's clear to every and they're on the street. It's clear to everyone we're not there. How about a beater? Buying a beater, keep car, keeping it clean. It's cute, so it doesn't look like your house is, and leaving it at the house all the time in the driveway, so that it always seems like someone's home. Police officers, people in law enforcement, criminals, please let me know if that's actually a thing. <laughs> How about this? What if? Um, I mean, we're not in. We, I don't think we're officially in quarantine anymore. This isn't an issue. But if it were at the beginning of quarantine, mm -hmm. you could get a bunch of children to make a beater car out of cardboard Aww. and paint it themselves. And it's like an art project uh, of a thing that people will think is a thing, but you don't actually have to buy an actual car for. Karen, you like that? You're so creative. <laughs> and then it's also a way to like get the neighborhood kids involved. That's right. Maybe they kid could, friends. They're all bored because they're not in school. Maybe they could get they could be interns on to pay them, and then so they make it some credits toward do elementary school kids need credit. No, but uh, they have credit toward junior high. Yeah, they could put it on their junior high resume. <laughs> right. This the credit for this will get you three corn dogs in junior high. So get to work. But I'm taking one of them from everyone because <laughs> yes. that's not fair. That's it wouldn't have happened. Dog tax. She has to <laughs> look, you know, you got to pay the piper. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines. And June's journey has that and more. 
June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Oh, oh it's your turn. Uh, <laughs> were you just going to go to the next one? <laughs> yep. All right. The subject line of this is found drugs. Which I believe is what we asked for last week. We always ask for found drugs. 
And then I will declare, although I'm sure I've said this before and meant it before, but this is now my favorite opening line ever. Okay. It just says, it's my time to shine, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. is. Get ready. Oh, you've heard enough of us. We've done this. We've gotten our egos up. It's yours time, baby. Okay. In the last minisode, you asked listeners to write in about found drugs. Oh, yeah, I was right. And I read that. So I knew that already. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. My husband and I took a trip to Italy. We spent three days in Rome, then took the train to Venice for another three days. My husband, who is a daily toker, was feeling very desperate for his daily hit by the time we reached Venice. He didn't mention his desire until a long stroll through the narrow walking paths and bridges that line and cross the beautiful canals. Mm. Have you ever been to Italy? Oh, God, no, I wish. I want to go there so so bad. We'll we'll so go bad. tour. Let's oh. go tour Italy. Yes. Hey, Abundanza. <laughs> We'd love to. <laughs> I don't feel like they have any good murders there that we could do at live shows. No, there's hardly been any murder no in crime. Italy over, the, over the past five thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> he had just purchased himself a slice of pizza while walking and eating. He looked at me and said, "The only thing that could make this moment any better would be if I were a little stoned." <laughs> Damn if and this is in all caps. Damn if the motherfucker Italian gods didn't answer his prayers. I looked down without exaggeration two seconds later and there's an entire sandwich baggie full of butt. Oh, my God. I scooped that shit up so fast. He didn't even know what happened. I looked at him waving the baggie all abracadabra style in his face. (laughs) Girl, you are shining right now like a diamond. (laughs) Um, Saying Ask and you shall receive. Needless to say, he spent the rest of Venice high before flushing what was left when clearly he should have returned the favor to another unassuming tourist in exactly the same manner. Stay sexy and ask so you too can receive N. Amazing. Amazing. The only way that could have gotten better in my mind, if I were, if this were a book I was writing, a a Mm rom-com, she would have held up the baggie. He would, they wouldn't have been married yet. He would have had a ring in his pocket because it was, you know, it's Italy. And yes. he would have gotten down and been like, well, ask and you shall, I don't know, ask and at, can I ask and receive, you know, like I, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Like a play on words. I get yeah. it. I'm like, a, well, you, yeah, I, I asked, you're, I'm now receiving. So do you want a pizza, my heart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make up a thing that would make her say, no, I will not marry you. <laughs> and then he passes her the ring and she passes in the baggie. Like that is love. I, it, either way, it's love. And then he receives it and they both get arrested and they just never see each other. <laughs> and <again>. detained and <laughs> get on the no fly list. But this it reminds me, we've told the story, so I, don't, I won't get into it. But when Vince, we bought pot in Amsterdam because that's all the moment needed. We Vince, were told to. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's the, the law insists. And Vince forgot to take. He found weed in his pocket at the airport going through at security the air, at the airport. He had so little on him and they were clearly so used to it. They just wanted to scare him. Yeah. So thank you, Amsterdam. But we were scared. It worked. I was shaking. You took me to like a duty free and you were like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I was like, no, it's not. I was shaking. And you're like, look at this. Here's a happy perfume by Clinique. I was like, look at, look at Clinique's happy. Smell it. I don't Smell want it. it. My mom wears it. I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> Can I just tell you, I just realized I'm wearing sunglasses. On I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you. But I, I personally, I think it's, it, I look, I never look better than with sunglasses on my head. Agree. What is that? I don't about know. Sunglasses. It's like gives it you a boost good. without wearing a bumpet. You know, it's just yeah. like, 
it's very it is a great accessory to say like I'm chic and I'm beautiful, yeah. but you don't have to worry about what my face looks like. <laughs> I'm casual. Like, uh, up here, yeah, and I, I'm like a little bit Minnie Mouse. I'm I'm interested in sun damage. Vince has Vince and I have the best vision because we wear sunglasses constantly because we're hipsters. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you're pretty hip. You are pretty hip. Can you? I think so. Could you give me that? <laughs> Can I at least have that? May please? I have that, please? <laughs> okay. Um, this is called Found Dead in a Freezer. I live in North Carolina, and I used to be housemates with this creepy dude from the tiny rural town of Goldsboro. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a comment. I thought Goldsboro, Goldsboro, yeah, Carolina. But then it was like, oh, I already said North Carolina. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hearing stories from him, think literal kissing cousins, makes hearing this story come at no great surprise. Not everyone there is a creep, mind you, but much like that one friend who constantly dates losers, this town can't seem to keep them out. <laughs> Great play on words. Yeah. Back in 2016, a woman purchased a deep freezer from her neighbor. A great deal on a freezer is a great deal on a freezer. Mm -hmm. She paid only $30 for it at a yard sale. I can't imagine what she was thinking selling this freezer. And I can't imagine not opening it to look inside prior to purchasing. Yeah, for real. Like simple math. Yeah. But it wasn't until the buyer was home with the purchase that she discovered the frozen corpse of the seller's mother. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why did I save this for last? <laughs> Turns out no one had seen the mother since August of 2015 because she had died reportedly of natural causes. Um, and her daughter had laid her body in the freezer to continue cashing in her Social Security checks postmortem. Oh, no. That feels like a regular thing, doesn't it? It, it just doesn't seem keeping the body around. Is just like going here. Here's how I'm going to get caught. Yeah. 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 That part, yeah. that equation doesn't need to be in the mix. No. OK. The woman was convicted of concealment of death and obtaining property by false pretense, the social security fraud, and was in jail for about a year and a half. I'm glad someone found the poor older woman and she was able to be properly laid to rest. But maybe let's all agree to never buy a used deep freezer, I guess. Mm. Stay sexy and don't unwittingly transport human remains. Buck, he, him. I just, Buck, it is a fascinating story, mm -hmm. but I just can't imagine how you, that slips your mind. Like you've yeah. done something, you've done a thing that you know is wrong and you're clearly doing it to, to do another thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> to, to, to get those checks or whatever. So it's like, keep track of your shit. What are, and then yeah, you do, do you just, that's such an odd, like, it's worse than just like, you know, bumbling criminal mistakes. Yeah. It's just like, are you trying to get caught? Well, clearly there's something going on there. But I will say maybe in North Carolina, not judging. I love the place. Maybe you have multiple freezers in your garage, you know, like beer freezers and meat sure. freezers. And then if you go hunt deer is probably a thing. Um, and so she just forgot which one. Uh, no, I don't think you can have that many freezers to forget <laughs> no. you, you, unless you have 22 freezers, which <laughs> then we have a whole nother problem on on our list of problems. Is there? A, it's just yeah. so it's so extreme. It's so like uh, it, is. it feels to me like people going like, la, la, la. It's not uh -huh. a problem. Forget it here. Just buy this. And I'm sorry for saving it for last. But here's why I did that, because if you want an uplifting fun one, 
go oh. over to the thing. Look at look at me. No. Go over to the Good. fan call. Thank you. And we have one more story each to tell you. And there's like a couple weeks back now. There's a ton of videos. If you can't stop listening to our voices mat- smattering at you, that's where to go. Yes, we will see you on the mini mini so if you're in the fan cult. And if not, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? Ah.